Okay, so how many uh, how many air horns would you like at the end of this episode? <laughs> I'm going to need your over-under right now at the top of the episode. For what? For cuss I don't know, words? just like... No, me, just me like randomly... Me talking about Dave Ramsey? How many... Mother... Uh, how many... <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so here's your, uh, here's your Dateline NBC hit before we do housekeeping. Coming up next on Fun Sexy Bible Time... He promised his followers financial peace, but what they got was a piece of something else <laughs> entirely. That's perfect. But, but first, housekeeping. <laughs> why? I mean, right. I don't even know why we had to talk about that for five minutes. You just nailed it immediately. <laughs> perfect that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> quick housekeeping uh it's a called a cigarette holder not an oh. extension matthew you doofus who calls it an extension it's called a holder i think casey actually got that one right i got that one wrong it's a holder <laughs> you know you know like the Cru- cruella Deville thing that, that was that was me imitating myself i mean in our defense what do we know about cigarettes <laughs> lots <laughs> it's what the pastor's kids smoked in the parking lot of the church no unfortunately <laughs> not <laughs> all right other housekeeping we have uh new patrons just like to say hello to jessica and i think this i didn't i don't always get the notifications in my email uh, i just saw this one on patreon a minute ago so the name is Anglo-Catholics Gone Wild. You're lying. I'm not lying. They that's, supported that's... us on Patreon? Yep. Uh, so my question to you, Haas, what is what is Anglo-Catholics Gone Wild? What does that look like? Uh, I think that's a bot. <laughs> I think it's like a you, I support you, you support me type thing. I don't know. Somebody uh, made a like a, fake name. Okay. If that is, that's the worst bot ever to just like start by giving people Catholics. money and maybe <laughs> maybe they'll break even. Um, <laughs> Anglo Catholics gone wild. So we're talking. So we're talking English Catholics. White white English Catholics gone wild. I don't, I don't really know what that means. I don't either. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to get back on that one. Also on Patreon, we put up a segment last week about uh, what are we drinking? Uh-huh. Uh, AKA don't tell our youth pastors. <laughs> I got a ton of feedback on that one. So thank you guys. A lot of people sharing bourbon recommendations. Oh. Um, I also got a rec- recommendation for a Kahlua Oreo milkshake, oh. which sounds kind of incredible and Why? i asked for the recipe for it am i not drinking that right now i know i just i just got it i don't i didn't really get it in time to get the recipe so An I can't Oreo milkshake oh wow i'm gonna mm. have to look that up was it sarah Sounds delicious i think it was sarah i think it was sarah posted that you know speaking so sarah, of alcohol i don't know what yes. time i know we don't talk politics on the podcast blah 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 but I'm definitely drinking during that inauguration tomorrow. 
We're going to have some mimosa action happening at the Haas house. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, Sarah, let us know what the, uh, what the recipe is for that. And dare I say this time next week, we will both be drinking one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we definitely will. I mean, depends on how much the ingredients cost when you add them all up. (laughs) Sometimes that's like, Dan and I are always like, we really don't drink that much. And what we're really saying is we don't have the money to drink that much. (laughs) Because a lot of like uh like drinks become cost prohibitive when you like look up cocktails you need like four uh-huh. different kinds of liquor I'm like well okay i'm not gonna go spend 80 dollars at abc for <laughs> just one beverage what ends up being one beverage so <laughs> i actually asked kendra the other day i was like how much how much do normal people drink of like bourbon because you know, I'm drinking like just a couple ounces each time. I mean, it lasts it's forever. Like, so yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know. This is what happens when you're homeschooled and/or Baptist pastor's kid, and you have to play catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I started fine. buying my wine in cans because I wasn't <laughs> finishing the bottles. I would like. Uh huh open a bottle and I would have a couple glasses one night but then the next time like ah, I don't want it and then I'd forget about it and so I just mm-hmm. started buying the cans because then I could drink the whole can I mean I don't drink it out of the can but I you know finish the whole thing in one night it was like two and a half glasses and which you know over the course of an evening isn't too much anyways gotcha. this is so how about Al- once how about again Alabama? we are <laughs> giving you riveting content <laughs> So, you know, I just admire your, uh, you know, your restraint from not talking about the national championship game at all on the last podcast. Well, the thing is, my would you rather's that I wrote for the last podcast have a question in them related to the Alabama championship game. So I was like, gonna let you talk about it during that, which you still can, because in my opinion, Alabama championship game content is timeless. So... <laughs> good save. Good save. <laughs> okay, final question. Are we going to have to turn the video feed off on this episode to keep each other from stumbling? Well, you know, <laughs> you like let me into the meeting and all I could hear was huffing and puffing. <laughs> and then you, you know, sh- Kendra and I were on the floor, a lot of huffing and puffing. Yes, I couldn't hear anything except random noises and I knew you were both there couldn't see anything i mean and then you show up and you're in a sleeveless shirt i mean if my top knot got any higher or bigger truly we are a marvel to behold (laughs) (laughs) so it's fine so one thing we hear from you guys uh periodically is that you like it when we do just the random kind of halfway serious segment mm-hmm. for you uh so hey tonight's your night <laughs> we don't go looking for them right they sometimes just fall right in our lap <laughs> uh or into our envelope as it were <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> i can't so uh big news in christian culture this week um RNS doing a story on Dave Ramsey 
and some possible COVID safety violations at his uh, at his compound. And then they reached out to him, and things just kind of blew up and went crazy. Uh, so let me start by saying this. Um, sometimes I wish we could do podcasts on a shorter turnaround so that when something like, like this happens, mm-hmm. we could immediately jump on and talk about it and analyze it. Um, but also maybe it's better sometimes this way Yeah. with our, with our schedules, we can't just, you know, drop everything in podcasts any day of the week. We're, we're somewhat limited on when we can line it up. I, I, I kind of think sometimes it's better this way when we have to just, when it forces us to sit with it for a couple of days, mm-hmm. think through what's going on, maybe temper down some of our, you know, more emotional reactions to it. Right. And, my, and kind of... <laughs> because my initial reaction when I saw this story was if I was single, I would erase my entire online identity and do everything I could to infiltrate Dave Ramsey's organization and take it down from the inside. <laughs> Which is a totally rational response that people want to hear about. <laughs> my like Sydney Bristow alias fantasy fiction of taking out Dave Ramsey. So <laughs> So what you're saying is what if alias but theology? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really struggle with this one because I had I had a pretty pointed emotional reaction to it myself of yeah, I usually don't get too bent out of shape about stuff like this, but I kinda did on this one. And I'm still going through the process of unpacking that to some degree mm-hmm. to figure out why that it made me uh, as angry as it did. Uh, but let's start with the letter. Okay, so Bob Smitana, respected religion journalist, goes goes way back, uh, did great work with the, uh, what was it, that guy's name? Wayne Jolly, the, the oh, family. and yeah. Uh, the cult and that was just fantastic reporting so he's, he's got this track record of you know just a respected journalist in, in the you know in the Christian world uh, and so he's doing the story and he reaches out to Dave Ramsey and gets back this screed of an email uh, which I'm sure most of you guys have seen already so that's kind of our starting point and <laughs> I mean can we can we not kid ourselves can we can we just say like that was that was Dave Ramsey's voice. A hundred percent. Well, email. I I had DM'd, DM'd you like Danny and I both think that Dave Ramsey probably wrote this email, and you're back a one with like fifty seven zeros <laughs> percent, like one trillion billion percent. Dave Ramsey wrote this himself. So two reasons. First of all, that's his tone. That's how yes. he speaks to people. Yes. That's his condescending sort of. Uh, like quasi sarcastic but tone deaf mm-hmm. condescension. So like that's how sarcastic, insulting. Yeah, like thinking he's funny, but really is just kind of coming off like a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in a in a in a constrained, you know, really authoritarian environment that he rules over. Mm-hmm. No one else has the agency to have that kind of voice. Right. Like if you're being, if you're being investigated by, you know, this is, you know, the biggest challenge you've gotten in, inside Christian culture. Mm-hmm. This is a direct challenge to you. No one else in that, in that 
company is going to have that voice. Right. This PR guy wasn't like, Mr. Ramsey, I got this. I'll write this email (laughs) and then I'll show you and you can sign off on it. Like Dave Ramsey was not letting anyone else write this email or write this response. No. And, And what a response it was. It was it was horrifying. Uh, it was. It, it, it was so bad. You, it just kept you haven't getting read it, worse. Yeah. If if you haven't read it, just to summarize it, it's the entire thing is ostensibly sarcastic, but it's really just hateful. It's like that's so hateful. that's the tone. It's hateful of saying, "Oh, you finally figured it out. We're just here to hurt people." But mm-hmm. then goes from there into directly insulting Bob Smitanis, calling him poor, calling him uh, unemployed, calling him uh, Which, anxious. Which, by the way, freelance and unemployed are not synonymous. Like, what? Dave Ramsey, you should know better. And then finishes it with just this spastic hate flurry of telling everyone where Bob lives mm-hmm. and saying that he, you know, copied all these area leaders and, and businessmen and church pastors on the email. And he's telling every single one of them to get into contact with Bob that day. And and basically just calling, you know, defense by proxy, mm-hmm. come in here and attack. Uh, so, somebody come attack this guy right. who dares to question Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just a horrible horrible response it's so it was bad it was so um, bad so my my immediate thought when i saw this was this is what it looks like when you are totally insulated inside an echo chamber mm-hmm. this is the kind of response you get because there is not a pr flack on earth mm-hmm. that would look at that and say yeah that's good send that <laughs> any any publicist is going to throw themselves in front of that. And even say, a secular one. Yeah. And he's a Christian. <laughs> yes. It doesn't even pass this as is, a, like a good response as a secular person or a non-Christian, I, mean, a PR, I should say. It's a PR disaster. And mm-hmm. he sent it assuming because this is what happens when there is no one left in your circle who can tell you no. Right. This is what happens when there's nobody left who will challenge you. Right. And you have complete control over everyone around you. And I just had this thought, and I don't know why I hadn't thought of it before. Who, who is Dave Ramsey's pastor? <laughs> who is it? Somebody that obviously won't will also not stand up to him and say, this is not an acceptable way to talk to anyone ever it's paula white (laughs) (laughs) oh the the amazing thing about that letter speaking of being in the echo chamber is that the crazy thing is he probably thinks he won that exchange oh absolutely and and crucially in his mind, an impartial observer looking at that is going to think, oh, yeah, Dave Ramsey showed him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how tone deaf and just out of touch he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just remarkable. It's remarkable. So my... <sighs> Do you want to say anything else about the letter? 
No, no, I want to hear. What I you just want to say. talk about him as a person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, I'm just perplexed by Christian's attraction to him because he is very. He, he's not in any way like he's not gentle he's not kind <laughs> like he's mean he's mean to people that he thinks are doing things the wrong way or mm-hmm. he's mean about people who he thinks are doing things the wrong way like and i honestly his ideas are not even like super original as far as like how to manage your finances like we live in the internet age you can literally find a thousand ideas of how to pay down your debt or whatever people think you should be doing with your money. Or you could even look up his ideas for free and not pay a hundred dollars to take his class. (laughs) (laughs) But I honestly think that like Christians, like this is the same with like pastors like Mark Driscoll or other certain pastors who are just not kind is I think, like, they think of God like that. Like, they think of God as full of anger and wrath and disappointed in them and, like, only caring about them doing things right. And so it's almost like they were attracted to that in a Christian leader because we've been conditioned that, like, this is, this is the way I need to be led. Like, this is what a strong Christian leader does or this is how a strong christian leader acts and that's a great point it's like that's that's just a great point and i decided like three years ago four years ago i am literally never going to sit under any man who yells at me ever again like if you can't find a way to say something to me to teach me something without yelling no sorry no, not I'm not doing it. Like, find a way. <laughs> so it's such a great lit- litmus test too, because this is my this is my long time complaint against John MacArthur, is that you know if you're just on a basic level, if you're not Christ like, mm-hmm. something's gone seriously wrong, <laughs> right? And that feels like the dumbest sort of simplistic, you know, line in the sand to draw, but. Right. I, I also feel like, am I crazy? Like, why? Why are people not? <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it interesting not... how certain things can make you like? Am I the crazy one, right? Who is like, actually, yeah. this kind of like Christian leader is not okay. It's not. It's not really what how we want to be known. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got in my I got in my dad's car the other day, and Dave's voice started playing because just because whatever radio station he's on here, I don't even know some AM radio station. I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Turn it off. And I I'm saying this as someone who's like been through the whole FPU course. I'm not just someone who's like oh, he's probably mean because all these people are saying he's mean and, like, look at... But, like, when you think about... When I think, like, back to... About, like, how he talks about certain things, there's just so much shame associated with, like, your choices and, 
like try it's just it's a lot it's a lot yeah yeah i I think there's there's a i don't want to step on anybody's toes i think there is a movement to sort of throw out his whole approach or Mm -hmm. like the whole worldview that it's built upon of you know like oh that's too capitalistic and that's too focused on money actually i don't mind the idea of christians learning how to be better with money of course not um like i think there's something there it's just you know i think we're past the tipping point with him and his organization though yes yes and that's you know i will talk more about that as far and as i think that know. christians need to be able to say like christian they need to say okay we actually don't need dave ramsey to teach us about money anymore like we can like use the wealth of resources available to us and even individual churches can be like let's look at the demographics of our church and let's do a class based on that like (laughs) why why do we all have to have the cookie cutter you know things for finances let's i don't know Anyways, I wanted to talk about, um, well, we can, like, get into some of the article stuff, but something that stuck out to me, because, you know, the article, I don't remember if he went to write it because of the COVID violations or if that was just a part of it, because it obviously talked about more than that, right? It talked about, um, like, the whole culture of his work, of that uh, company, and we should probably say too that like this is this is not just a hit piece. This is something that's been built upon. There's been other ones too. Like I think like t- three years ago, maybe Matthew uh-huh. Paul Turner did an article like this, mm. uh, just sort of you know exposing some of the earlier stuff. Right. Him, so right. It's it's been out there. Some of the stuff has been out there before. This is not just Bob. You know, right. Trying to bring him down. Right. But something that stuck out to me was how he's, like, really adamant about gossip. Like, no. And the way that he describes or defines gossip is when you discuss a negative with anyone who can't solve the problem. (laughs) It's like, you're never allowed to talk to your coworkers about anything that you're not happy with. (laughs) that doesn't seem healthy at all this is is violence against grumpy introverts (laughs) like your peers that you have something in common with which is your workplace and you can't be like have a conversation about things but even that definition like carried into other places like I can't talk to a friend about a marriage issue just because she can't solve the problem for me. <laughs> that doesn't it doesn't make sense. It's so it's just it just reveals this like heavy control issue. Like you and can that's the thing. only speak to people who are more important than you so that they can try and, like, solve the problem, not necessarily because they care about the problem, but because they don't want any negative talk about anything. It's, you know, we talked about Wayne Jolly at at the top, uh, which is an obscure reference. I know a lot of people read that story, but um, 
the similarities to other Christian cults mm-hmm. like Wayne Jolly, it's just amazing because that's what permeates through the whole article is just control. Mm-hmm. Just this, just this overpowering, you know, vacuum of control mm-hmm. inside that whole organization that flows like in a pyramid up to the top where he right. just controls, well, he I, controls his lieutenants and they control everything. One of the things that he says, I've got a right to tell my employees whatever I want to tell them. They freaking work for me. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> this is probably someone, this is definitely someone who like gets mad when other people talk about their rights, right? Like, <laughs> anything that might be associated with the quote-unquote liberal agenda and their definitions of rights and who deserves what. But it's his right, you know, to tell his employees whatever he wants because he has the money, he's paying them, so he gets to do whatever he wants. But the, uh, the was it the OSHA inspectors? They don't have the right to... <laughs> right. They don't have the right to tell you to work remotely or enforce masks <laughs> yeah it, it there's just so many I'm, so, I'm gonna sound like a broken record but there's so many unhealthy things mm-hmm. that, that come out of that and you'll notice in the in the email response he doesn't actually rebut a single one of them right he just <laughs> it's total frames misdirection. It as, right he just frames it as like you're an idiot for thinking that this stuff is bad. <laughs> you're you're yeah. the idiot who thinks that we're putting people in danger. Doesn't address, uh, you know, firing the expectant single mother. Mm-hmm. Doesn't address Chris Hogan and his infidelities. Doesn't address waving a gun around. Doesn't address... Oh, I forgot about that. You know, doesn't address, you know, firing people for their spouse writing something on Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. and also doesn't address just the, the utter just madness of like trying to get, you know, like when they fired the guy because his wife wrote something on Facebook, they offered them 18, I think $18,000 in <laughs> yes. severance if they signed an NDA. And if they didn't sign the NDA, they didn't get anything. And they didn't sign it, which I'm just like, they didn't sign it. Good for you. So that's what you get if, for telling people to save six months of salary. <laughs> they don't have to sign your NDA. <laughs> uh, when your own baby step comes back to bite you in the ass. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we sorry. That was funny. Okay, so the the contrast of the. The, the lady that got pregnant out of wedlock versus the millionaire male author who cheated on his wife with multiple women, including an employee. <sighs> Where do you even start? Well, there's, there's two ways we could look at it, and we've looked at both of them. Either it's a gender issue or it's a money issue. Right. And either there's two sets of rules for men and women, or there's two sets of rules for who are you? Are you somebody that can make this company a lot of money, or are you just an entry-level employee? Right. If you're an entry-level employee, I'll make an example out of you. If you're a you know successful, successful author, yeah, you're going to get your wrist slapped. Right. 
I think that what was crazy is that they, so for the couple, they set up the meeting, they set up a quote unquote restoration plan, they offered to pay for their counseling. So far, so good, by the way. Okay. Which is all like so restore like has a desire to be restorative but for the lady who got pregnant out of wedlock was any effort made to try and have any any of that what do you need oh i know what we can do we can fire you and then you lose your health insurance which is definitely what should happen right when you're pregnant about to have a baby Yeah, that was infuriating to read because if you're, so what's, what's your, what's your baseline here Mm -hmm. as, as a company? Is it, is it you're a Christian company? Mm -hmm. Are you going by Christian ethics? Because if that's the case, then you just totally failed right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it goes back to what you were saying of, of wanting a, you know, a vengeful, God that, uh-huh. that disciplines people immediately and, and requires that from us too, as opposed to, right. Hey, this is a, this is a single woman with a human life inside of her. Let's, right. let's protect this. Let's, let's, let's nurture this. Let's right. make sure she's provided for. It, it infuriates me. And even it, if she was like, not single, like even if she's like, Oh, my boyfriend and I, that I've been with for whatever are having a baby. It's it's not the point. It's not like, it's just (laughs) that you, it's such a, why did the other guy get nothing? He still works there, right? Yeah. And now his ex-wife is the one being villainized because she wouldn't go on. She wouldn't go along with all of their requirements, which was that like, the corporation would get reports of their counseling sessions. Totally normal thing, by the way. (laughs) 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 Why don't don't they just put some webcams in their house so Dave Ramsey can watch them 24 hours a day? Oh my goodness. It's just, that was, yeah. And I'm also thinking too about like, I think both of these stories are horrible, but I think this lady has like three sons or maybe two sons. One of them has special medical needs and her husband was off having sex with other women. Almost just dropped a good word for you. (laughs) And it's just like, and then she's the one who's like the bad guy now. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. And the common thread here is, you know, with this, with the other things like the fake Twitter accounts that were popping up that Ramsey was offering a bounty if anybody could tell him who was behind them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just anything that threatens his empire Mm -hmm. is the the enemy. The enemy is not Satan. The enemy is whoever or whatever threatens his empire. Right. That's why, you know, Bob, the guy that wrote the article, he became the enemy. Okay. Um, 
So let's have a serious, like, <laughs> what is he actually afraid of? He could stop working today, tomorrow. He could close down his whole mm-hmm. operation and have enough money for the rest of his life, right? Okay, but back it up even further, because you just went straight to fear. Fear is not the first thing that is projected there. Like, we okay. can we can see that, but what is he projecting? He's, he's not projecting fear. He's projecting anger. Right. Okay, but that's hiding something. His anger is hiding yes. <laughs> something. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. If anger is secondary. I, I jump to it. But yes, he's so angry. It's obvious. He's so angry. But anger secondary. So what is he afraid of? Well, to me, the, the anger speaks to a, you know, and, and let's not make this personal just to him. But, you know, when we see people like that, mm-hmm. when someone, just say someone, when someone is that angry and they give off the, the paranoia, mm-hmm. which, you know, that was, that was, that you, you got a strong whiff of that in the in the article just the paranoia i mean to me it's a loss of control mm-hmm. uh, among other things i mean what do you think i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what he has to be afraid of well i mean we could just go down the list of things that men are afraid of uh, <laughs> right uh, insignificance i mean that's a big one that's uh, things a lot of guys wrestle with right so his fears Um, are probably all rooted in lies that he believes about himself and what's important which is obvious based on some of the things that he projects about what actually is important so hmm because the truth is that he has proved himself to be significant in a lot of people's lives right Mm -hmm. he has uh amassed a fortune he's totally his material needs are cared for for the rest of his life and i mean so he's all of his fears have to just be based in lies (laughs) well i mean which i guess most of our fears are revolve around a lie that we're believing when somebody struggles with you know, that, that sort of paranoid loss of control, angry at everything issue, especially if that's someone is inside the church, doesn't that speak to a works-based God mm-hmm. and works-based salvation of yeah. feeling like if I'm not good enough, God doesn't love me. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I guess to a certain degree, we all, that's something we've all struggled with, you know, at least once or twice. So Dave, if you're listening, <laughs> If you search Twitter for your name and you came across Fun Sexy Bible Time, we want you to know that God loves you no matter what. And you can lay aside your anger and fear and release the people in your organization from your tyrannical rule. (laughs) And now what you really want to hear is Matthew Pierce performing you as Alex Jones. <laughs> okay. So one thing that I asked you to do is ple- when I was reading this article and all of these quotes, <laughs> just straight quotes from the man himself are in this article. <laughs> like, well, Matthew has to perform these because <laughs> they're so good. 
And who better <laughs> than Alex Jones? <laughs> okay, so full disclosure, I did not practice this because it's already a short amount that I can do Alex Jones. So if I practice it, my throat would have already been torn up. So I'm going to just text you the ones that I have. Will that work? And then you don't yeah, have to do, search. We'll make it a... We'll make it a game. Just whatever pops up on my phone, I just have to read it. <laughs> Alex Jones. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. First one. <laughs> I'm sorry to Kendra. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've just received a top secret. <clears throat> Hang on. Let me, let me get there. That wasn't him. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm... Talking like this, but I'm also a little bit from Texas. You know, so I'm talking like barbecue. I'm like, there's a little bit of twang here going on. So, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I just received a uh, top secret communique from the outgoing Trump administration official, unnamed. <laughs> I'm sick of dealing with all this stuff. I'm so sick of being falsely accused of being a jerk when all I'm doing is trying to help people stay in line. <laughs> all right, I'm good. I can go. I can go one more. Okay, At least one, one more. more. Okay. I mean, I'm. I can. Let's just keep this going as long as I can. I mean, you can be other people. Whoever okay. you want to, wherever the spirit leads. <laughs> <laughs> okay there's a he said in here but you can work around it okay <laughs> ladies and gentlemen I just received another transmission globalists <clears throat> I, 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 don't talk to me <laughs> don't talk to me about how you love your pastor and your church. And I just moved in with my freaking boyfriend. I just so freaking inconsistent and stupid. Hit <laughs> <laughs> me with another one. <laughs> you have one more? You can do one more? Oh, yeah. Give me another one. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll downshift into a different voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, already, I already said that one, so this is a little longer one. You can shorten it if you want. <laughs> we have people calling in. They're wanting to... By the way, this voice is for... Laura in Canada. <laughs> I wanted to cancel stuff for a live event in my. Let me tell you how much of your money I am going to give back to you if you don't come for the coronavirus in May. I like my good friend Matthew McConaughey will tell you zero. <laughs> <laughs> I am keeping your money. 
because you are a wuss. <laughs> that was, wow. What is the awards called for podcasts? Or, <laughs> I think you just earned a nomination <laughs> switching characters halfway through the quote. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. I think we should move on. We're, we're at 43 minutes and you said you were cutting me off at 47. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Let's just move seamlessly from the evangelical scandal of the day into <laughs> would you rathers oh man okay Staple matthew of this show yes ma'am what you got would you rather have to eat everything with your fingers for a month including cereal ice cream just everything or wear your pants backwards for a month question can i scoop <laughs> yeah you can scoop okay i can <laughs> scoop it <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to think of how many times a day I actually use utensils. It's not very many. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I could go... <laughs> so I could go Pop-Tarts or like a breakfast biscuit for breakfast. Okay. Quesadillas for lunch. And then, see, it gets a little tricky when you get into dinner time. Because then if you got some like... We eat a lot of macaroni and cheese at this house. So <laughs> there's a lot of scooping of the macaroni. Or wear my pants backwards. See, this is uh, yet another example of uh, reverse gender discrimination. <laughs> because if you're a lady, you're dropping trowel regardless. Wow. But if you're a guy, you got to have Thank the... Thank you for the, using the, that gotta... beautiful phrase. Thank you. It goes well your with guy, your you... tank top. <laughs> <laughs> if you... <laughs> If you're a guy, you gotta have the you gotta have the front hatch for the. Uh... Yeah, I know. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to keep going. Listen, listen. Um, how long did you say? A month. Okay, so the problem here is the problem. Let's get cut to the chase. The problem here is urinal etiquette, because you don't want to have to drop your pants at the urinal. <laughs> that does sound like a problem. I'm going to say eat with my fingers. I'd rather eat with my fingers. Okay. And the other thing, too, your pockets are reversed. <laughs> so you have to, like, invert your arms to get, like, you have to reach backwards. But you have your back pocket. You have your, your butt pockets on your front. So you just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't use my butt pockets, ever. Okay. Good for you. I use yeah. mine for my so, phone and my wallet because I don't like okay. purses. Okay. 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 So there you go. Okay. So are, we, are we rotating here? Yeah, let's rotate. Or are you just going? Okay. Uh, Casey, 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 Casey. Would you rather for one week, okay, say, listen to all your music on cassettes? Okay. So if you listen to any music, it has to be on a cassette. Or go to squeeze butter. <laughs> Cassettes. Hands down. Okay. <laughs> I don't ever want 
I mean, would I have to actually eat the squeeze butter, or could I just boycott all butter? You could boycott. You could boycott, but uh, okay. there's no real butter. But then I couldn't listen to music for a whole week. No, I do oh, the you cassettes. Can to cassettes. I, th- I do the cassettes. Can I have a walk like Here's a little thing. Walkman? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. You're gonna be your fast forward and rewind skills are gonna be so rusty. <laughs> You know, you, you know, if you were listening to one song, you, you could get to where, like, you got it close to the beginning yeah. of the song just oh. by timing it right. Your, your rewind skills I are going to be so rusty. I haven't even considered those skills in years. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's the power of Would You Rather. you got to bring oh, a lot of things to the table. Computer sliding. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> All right, Matthew. Would you rather... This is funny. Would you rather get to play, <laughs> get to play basketball professionally, pretend you're not almost 40, but okay. you have to give up watching football, or you still get to watch football, but every physical sports activity you do, you have to wear a tennis skirt? <laughs> uh, a lot of questions here. I, don't want to, I almost don't want to know the answer to this. What is under the tennis skirt? A tennis skirt has shorts under it. Like they I see, see, like I would not know the answer to that question, but okay. Have you ever watched women play tennis? Listen, I'm emotionally pure. <laughs> I would never. There's shorts. There, it's built in. Okay, got some questions about the design of that, but whatever. Uh, so when I'm playing professional basketball, whose skills do I have? You have. You're a professional player. You have professional skills. <laughs> Spoken like a true sports fan. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to be LeBron James. Is, be like is Danny with JJ Reddick level there? Okay, that was a pull. I was about to say, is Danny within shouting distance? No, he's not. I know like okay, five just... basketball players, which is plenty. Okay, JJ Reddick. As like the complete opposite skill set, but if we, tr- so he's like a role player. Is that what you're trying to say? Like a role player? Yeah. Or like he's, that's exactly he's what I mean. He's so he's not a star, but he's not the last guy on the end of the bench. Either. Right. Okay, so if I was going to be a role player, how old am I? Like, how much of a career do I have? Is this for one year or? Sure, for a year you get to play basketball professionally for a year, but no football. Cannot watch any. Um. I mean, obviously, I got to I got to play because I don't want to have to wear a, a tennis skirt. <laughs> I, yet again, urinal etiquette—you're going to have to pull the whole thing down at the urinal. You're very concerned about urinal etiquette. I would just go in a stall and say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm playing football. Okay, you mean basketball? All right. Yeah, basketball, whatever. <laughs> Sports ball, you know, they're all the same. Uh... <laughs> okay. Here's yours. Don't ask me where this came from. Okay. Here's your choice. Oh, jeez. This is a concert question. You have your choice of two concerts. Okay. You can go to. Concert number one is Third Day, but the singer is Kate Gosselin. Okay. <laughs> concert number two is Sarah Groves. But she's only singing Coco Melon songs. That's awful. I would still choose that Sarah Groves. That is horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. Why would I say that? I would still choose Sarah Groves. 
What if it was Sarah Gross singing Coco Melon versus Third Day with Mac Powell singing? I'm not a big Third Day fan. Mm, I know. <laughs> I'm always going to choose Sarah Gross. Unless she was singing every... a song about, like, I hate Casey, I'm still going to choose Sarah Gross. Well, first of all, you could just tell yourself it was another Casey. And second of all, is it, beca- is it because every single one of Third Day's songs is... okay you said it not me yeah that's fine i like third day i'm just being (laughs) stupid i mean when i was in 10th grade it was everything but (laughs) how many times did you see somebody do the the thief song i am a thief (laughs) (laughs) you had the people trying to sing it you had the people trying to sign it Oh, you had the people like gosh. acting it out. Wow. What was it Thief about that song that people just loved so much? <sighs> mysteries. That'll be on our fun, sexy Bible time mysteries episode. <laughs> that, that, uh, that CD has some good songs on it. I went and saw them in like 1997 before they got big. Oh, wow. And I walked in. It was just at a church and uh, in Missouri. And I walked into the bathroom. And the uh, this is like where like my illusions of being a Christian rock star were shattered forever. <laughs> I, uh, or, or no, like not that I would be, but that it was glamorous to be a Christian rock star were shattered. Because I walked into the bathroom before the concert. And the drummer is standing there in the bathroom shaving. <laughs> and i was just standing there right next to him and he just completely ignored me like he knew that i knew who he was and he just totally ignored me and i was like yeah this guy's going on like three hours sleep yes and three hours sleep in a here. bunk in a bus yeah <laughs> yeah like this guy's not rich like he's he's just grinding right now anyway sorry go ahead okay uh Here we go. Here's your Alabama championship game question. Would you rather get to go to an Alabama championship football game, but you have to sit and cheer for the other team? Or would you rather have to heckle your pastor sermons on Easter Sunday every year for five years? First of all, I wouldn't want to go to an Alabama championship game, even if I got to root for Alabama. Like that's just a lot of too many people to jump through. Yeah, too many people. Not okay. So even even with all that energy and excitement, you that the people issue is still an issue. Yeah, I'll pass. I mean, I've I've been to Alabama games before, and like it's super fun, but also super exhausting. And it's like after you do it a couple times, I don't need to do it anymore. Okay, interesting. Um, so (laughs) I mean, I guess I'm I guess I'm heckling then, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you just narrowed it down to the only other option I gave you. <laughs> wonder, I wonder, wonder where I would sit to heckle. You'd have to sit behind your pole. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't make a joke. I couldn't quite figure it out. But okay, okay. This one's really stupid. I don't know where this came from. 
Okay, would you rather put stickers on all of your family photos in the house that say the word hottie and have an arrow pointing right at you? That's yeah. one option. Yeah. Well, I, I, or, how do you know I haven't already done that? <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> go to dinner with Danny In a clothespin shirt, meaning it's a shirt with like 20 clothespins on it. Is it made out of clothespins? No, 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 no. Okay. It's just a regular shirt, but it's, it's just got like the clothespins on it. I'm going to go with all the, over, hottie, like the... the hottie stickers. <laughs> we don't have that many family pictures hanging up around our house. Uh, so Okay, <laughs> we... I, was, I was prepared for this. What if you have to port this to Instagram and all of your Instagram photos and all the photos that you share... You have like a graphic that says hottie with an arrow pointing right at Casey. I mean, or, is it, would it be a path to me becoming an influencer? So those people make a lot of money. Already, <laughs> you're already an influencer. You're on a prestigious podcast. I, I am. I'm, I'm influencing people's drives to church. I'm happy about that. <laughs> If it was an if it was an episode where we were doing more boner jokes, would it, would would Jacob have still been so excited? I don't know. Is this gender specific? Gender specific. <laughs> I don't know. Let's, I'll, I'll pose that one to, to Jacob because some of our episodes do skew heavily towards boner jokes instead of boob jokes. <laughs> sorry, I just sorry. I'm wondering here. What, what are you doing? So are you are you putting the the hottie stickers on Instagram or are you yeah. wearing a clothespin shirt? I don't want to wear a clothespin shirt. I'm gonna do the hottie stickers. I don't know. I just got the image of somebody wearing like a like twenty clothespins clipped all over their shirt with without giving an explanation. <laughs> Please wear that <laughs> next time. Yeah. <laughs> Make some sleeves I'll, for I'll yourself clo- out of clothespins. <laughs> okay my last one for you this is mean would you (laughs) this is so dumb actually would you rather have to give up writing evangelical thought leader and instead have to write the gospel in disney's descendants movies one two and three or have to get the chorus of a descendant's lyric of your choice tattooed on your back. <laughs> uh, Maybe not the chorus, just, I any, guess it was just any lyric from a descendant song tattooed on your back. What's my name? What's my name? <laughs> What's the one where they're fighting the, the statues? I don't remember. I could look it up. <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly how it goes. <laughs> oh gosh. Or as or as or as Mac Powell would say. <laughs> so good. Is or that in the, the uh, second one? Oh, that's in the third one. 
That's the uh, or the one where they're uh, they're trying to make the, the dude walk the plank and they're fighting on the pirate ship oh, or something. That is that's a good one. That's a it's that's going like a rap down. Battle, though. That's it's going down. Going down. <laughs> I get <laughs> all of our listeners with no uh, female children between the ages of eight and 12 or have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> which is probably most of them that's okay we talked about the 2004 super bowl last week what do you expect <laughs> okay yeah i'm getting a t- i'm getting a tattoo oh no <laughs> I've, I've already forgotten what the first option was Okay. I would like you to please pick your lyric. Because I want to know what it is. Um, Not right this second, just sometime soon. Alright, I'll have to go back and rewatch them. If my top knot got any higher or bigger, uh, I don't. I don't use my butt pockets ever. Okay, good for you. Ah!